America This Week, September 18th to 24th. The Fed dishes out the pain, Fat Leonard's brilliant use of scissors. Putin mobilizes, Brit spies recruit kids, Canadian broadcaster tests insect protein theory, three finance headlines, and more. Financial officials are like offensive linemen. If you're not noticing them, they're probably doing a great job. Fed Chief Jerome Powell had a tough week and was in the news everywhere. Metaphorically, he gave up about 50 sacks. But he wasn't the only big headline this week. The top stories. Free Fat Leonard! Perhaps ending what's been one of the funniest stories of all time and maybe the most damning indictment ever of America's security matrix, the notorious contracting swindler Leonard Glenn Francis, a.k.a. Fat Leonard, was captured in Caracas, Venezuela, as he tried to board a plane for Russia. As Walter Kern and I discuss on this week's podcast, Fat Leonard in his heyday might have been the world's most conspicuous con man, weighing upwards of 400 pounds and forever wearing improbable suits that inspired thoughts of the classic Robin Williams joke, somewhere there's a couch saying, I'm so cold. This character, visible literally from a mile away, walked right through the American military security system with shockingly small bribes of cash. Versace purses and prostitutes, inducing as many as 200 military figures to steer vessels to his port services company, Glenn Defense Marine Asia. There, they were gouged via overpriced fuel and tugboats, low-quality supplies, and invoices for non-services to the tune of roughly $200 million. Spending anywhere from half a million to millions of dollars in bribes, he was able to learn top-secret information like the future locations of nuclear carriers, which wasn't even his goal. Imagine if he'd been trying to learn secrets. After pleading guilty to various crimes in 2016, he was transferred to home detention in 2018, and due to be sentenced this month when he cut his ankle monitor, reportedly with heavy scissors, and sauntered past, and sauntered past a predictably missing security force to go on the lam. The enormous missing personage then apparently drove straight from his San Diego home to Mexico, perhaps with a U-Haul, which had been spotted outside his house, and from there to Venezuela. A final perfect irony. Because America doesn't recognize the socialist government of Nicolas Maduro and imposed what even NPR calls crushing sanctions on the country, leaving enforcement cooperation rare, the U.S. faces an uphill challenge in returning the fugitive to American soil. Though morally, Leonard may be a rare zero out of a hundred, or at least no Robin Hood, the sheer absurdity of his life path gives all a rooting interest in his story's continuation. Free Fat Leonard! King of Pain. Clubber Lang alert. The hot headline word of the week was pain. How much pain? Fed to signal more rate hikes ahead, wrote the AP, while Politico went with, Fed Powell's to America. Brace yourself for more pain ahead. And the Washington Post trotted out, Fed splits the difference on labor market pain, among many, many others. Conventional wisdom says Jerome Powell, in announcing an unprecedented third straight 0.75% rate hike and the fifth overall hike this year, created the macabre black comedy of well-heeled analysts and financial reporters, many bylined from Oligarch Base One at Jackson Hole, Wyoming, explaining to broad audiences what pain is. Powell admitted that restoring price stability while achieving a relatively modest increase in unemployment would be challenging. To which the average person probably thought, dude, not sure achieving is the word to use when talking about raising unemployment. 
As Eric Salzman notes, the Fed's own projections may have seriously undercut pain estimates. And the spectacle of unelected financial technicians and $5,000 suits talking openly about attacking inflation by scarring ordinary families with the threat of joblessness so that they'll hoard cash rather than spend, i.e. reducing consumer demand, is going to start to look rather awkward soon. In the 2008 crash, it was decided to accelerate a plan to pay banks to hold reserves at the Fed. So while the soaring interest rates mean pain for everyone else, it will for the first time since 2008 mean truly massive sums for the banks, including as much as $15 billion in payments just to, say, J.P. Morgan Chase, or more than 10% of the bank's expected $129 billion in revenue this year. This puts a new spin on Chase CEO Jamie Dimon testifying before Congress this week and giving Powell's pain agenda the big thumbs up, saying, conquering inflation is a very important thing to do. We might be in a recession. Again. Again. Another of Dimon's comments this week tugged on yet another maddening corner of the culture war, predictions of the already occurring recession. You have quantitative tightening, rising rates, more inflation, war in Ukraine, Diamond said. All those things have the potential to put the country and the world into a recession. You might remember a controversy that kicked off in late July, when GDP fell for the second consecutive quarter, triggering a long-standing accepted definition of a recession, at which point the Biden administration cleverly filed for the press version of an emergency injunction, demanding halt to R-word use pending an official ruling by economists at the National Bureau of Economic Research, the world's slowest umpires, who take anywhere from 4 to 21 months, read, after the midterms, to make their call. Reporters once might have ignored the tactic, but instead have begun pumping out reams of features on the are we there yet theme. Legendary investor Ray Diallo says we're seeing the classic early signs of a recession next year. Powell added, no one knows whether this process will lead to a recession, and even Dr. Doom, Noriel Rubini, is telling us to prepare for a long and ugly recession next year, while we've essentially been in a recession since midsummer. This new press phenomenon of tracking institutional America's slow progress toward admitting a truth reached a new level of absurdity when Forbes ran a piece called, When Will This Officially Be Called a Recession? They noted the average recession lasts 17 months. But we've been talking about this one almost that long already, making a race against time story. Will the stall outlast the economic disaster? Not so fast on averted railway strike. Despite victory laps by carriers like CSX and BNSF, the Biden administration, and some Republican members in the Senate, there is more and more talk about America's 115,000 rank and file members perhaps voting to reject the tentative deal reached just hours before a strike was set to commence on September 16th. So far, two unions have voted to accept the deal, while one has voted to reject. Although, the 4,900 members of the International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, District 19, technically granted an extension to September 29th. Nine unions have yet to vote. A survey at one, the Smart Transportation Division, suggested eight in ten members would have voted to reject the deal. The major looming question is whether the votes will take place before or after the midterms. While on the compensation side, the Biden-negotiated plan was apparently relatively satisfactory to members, 
it did little to address the more serious problem of staff cutbacks, longer hours, and especially sick days. The final Biden and Republican-approved proposal landed on zero paid sick days and zero unpaid sick days. Only after an objection by Bernie Sanders did the deal end at one paid sick day and three unpaid medical events. According to one source involved in the negotiations, the real dispute could have been resolved by spending roughly one-fortieth of the $20 billion in profits the industry made last year on more personnel to ease the strain on current workers. But key Wall Street shareholders like billionaire Bill Ackman balked, insisting on precision-scheduled railroading, which focuses on rigid, time-definite schedules while de-emphasizing multi-person crews and, some say, safety. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the audio version of America This Week. For more, visit taibi.substack.com.